So this is the uh, next video in the Q&A series. Uh, wanted to jump right into it. It's been a hectic day here, so we're releasing this video a little bit late uh, in the day. Uh, but nonetheless, let's get right into it, okay? So the first question is, with the goal, of course, being to get through the audits in S1 this year while building the foundation for next year, what potential hurdles should uh, you as shareholders be aware of throughout each process uh, of the as the company prepares to uplist? This is a, a very good question. So there are a lot of things that could happen throughout these processes. We don't control all of the parameters or all of the process, as it were, and there could be delays, right? I don't anticipate significant delays in the audits, but uh, the SEC may come back with several rounds of comments. There could be some delays with the SEC processing uh, the S-1. That's not something that we're expecting. We're, we're constantly updated as to where they are within certain processes like a Form S-1. So they're running three to four months. So the expectation is that uh, is what it will take typically. Now I know they can be done quicker. Someone's gonna sharpshoot me on that, I'm, I'm sure, or they could take longer, right? So that's something as a shareholder you should be aware of. I think that the timelines we've given uh, for, for six to seven months for that whole process is uh, probably right, right on target or within the realm or those parameters that we're targeting. The, the, the reality is we're looking at Q2 for the uplist in New York, and that's well within uh, striking distance, uh, if you will. Okay, so those are some of the the, the uh, potential hurdles, if you will. I don't see a hurdle in the sense that we won't progress. The only hurdle, to be quite blunt, would be a delay, right? So that's the only thing I can think of at this particular uh, time. I know some people are going to ask about FDA and so forth. I, I have a few updates for you. I'll put in the end, okay? So let's see here. What kind of positions will you be looking to hire in the coming months? That's a, that's a big one. That's a big question. A lot of it depends on um, a few factors, but one of the things we're looking at is we're hiring, uh, or I should say we're expanding the management team across the board. Uh, as far as subsidiaries, we are also going to be hiring pretty heavily into customer service for the retail side of, of the conglomerate, and that includes all subsidiaries. We are going to be vastly improving and expanding on fulfillment uh, in a way that will treat all subsidiaries um, and, and address some of the logistical issues, not just for supply chain uh, and inventory management, but also uh, fulfillment. So to be a little more uh, blunt about that, UAT is probably going to house most of the fulfillment operations for all subsidiaries and most of the manufacturing for all subsidiaries. That's something we're working towards. That's not going to happen this year. Potentially next year, you'll see the start of that. And then there'll be a, a significant expansion and focus on uh, those operations. So the idea is to go ahead and acquire a facility or land that we would be able to meet the obligations or the requirements for each subsidiary. Uh, 
what would those things be? Not just Hygieia as far as textiles, but also um, the skin and health supplements, but also H2O, a lot of what you're going to be seeing out of Nextcast, even Ossifix. This is something that I'm uh, pretty admin on controlling. We don't necessarily want to be at the mercy of other suppliers and other shippers. There's no way around it, of course, because we want to, in certain retail sectors, guaranteed two-day shipping. And that's going to require uh, multiple staged fulfillment centers across the country. So we'll, it'll be a, a hybrid in some instances of UAT fulfilling as well as some of the other contracted uh, fulfillment centers. Uh, what is Boots main focus going to be the rest of the year? Are they currently working with all subsidiaries evenly or is there a main focus right now? That's another really good question. Uh, the main focus for Boost right now are the subsidiaries. They do have a stable of, of clients that they are taking care of. They're not currently taking on new clients because the focus is really on at this point when the question is evenly, the answer is no, not evenly. Uh, they are focused heavily on the Hygieia brand, and that is across not only the Dreaming Company, but also uh, UAT, Nextcast. Don't forget, UAT is manufacturing the, um, the sleeve for the uh, casting system. That is going to be protected by Hygieia. Also, Bacter Scientific will have the... Uh, Hygieia technology and its casing, uh, and there's a few other things that we're taking a look at. I don't want to spill the beans now, but it will be focused on Hygieia. Okay, um, not to get too far ahead, but when can we anticipate Q2 financials being released? After Q2 is finished and we compile the data, that's um, it's not going to happen now. We're you know we're not really where we would need to be um, as far as compiling all of the data from all subsidiaries. So uh, at the end of the month, we'll be compiling that, okay? With COVID possibly on the downtrend, how could the at-home COVID test be used with other infections? Another good question. I think we've addressed this a little bit, but the Novi device does not specifically test for, I'm sorry, exclusively test for COVID. What it tests for are all airborne viruses. So this is something that each uh, sample tube collection vial has a reagent in that uh, that profiles for a specific virus or specific DNA of a virus. And it can be influenza, there's a few other things. Uh, SARS is another one, obviously. And you'd be able to test at home. And that device, first generation won't have it, but second, third generation, we're adding quite a few features. So the second generation is looking to have the ability to Wi-Fi connect, Bluetooth connect, as well as so that it can connect to EMR services, which is the, uh, I guess, the wiring of data to your from your medical professional to your um, pharmacy. So they would EMR that prescription over to the pharmacy, and then that pharmacist could then deliver, provided they have that service, or you could go pick up your prescription at that time. It would also notify the Department of Health if that feature is activated uh, and also uh, interact with your insurance bill. So it's it's going to be very comprehensive in-home unit and the price should not change uh, much at all. 
Uh, can individual small businesses contact Boost to market for them? Absolutely, they, they can. They're not taking on new clients right now. One of, one of the questions was, are we hiring? And that is part of the uh, process of hiring is to expand that team so we could take on more clients or within Boost they could take on more clients. Right now they're really focused on the existing client base as well as the conglomerate as a whole. Okay. How do you feel about so this is asking me a question about a particular employee and whether we're going to retain them um, as an employee. It's kind of a silly question. I, I would not have anyone on my staff that did not meet the standards. I'm sure from the outside looking in, you might say to yourself, well, this person's falling short or that person's not doing what you want them to do. I, I have the privilege to sit from a certain vantage point where I can understand where uh, what the, the workload is for that individual. One of the reasons we're hiring more people is because the individuals in the organization, we've expanded so quickly that they're taxed. So we are bringing in more people regularly. We brought in quite a few people. And these individuals are, have to be trained up and, and brought up to speed. No one on staff right now or part of my team do I feel disappointed in. I understand that from the outside looking in again, it may seem like someone's falling short, but that, that's not the case. There, um, there are certain factors that need to be taken into consideration. And, and very clearly, if um, th this is not something that we would discuss in a public forum ahead of speaking to the employee anyway, so that's kind of another odd question. Uh, next question. I believe you had mentioned some sort of foray into robotics at some point. Is that something UAT is actually looking into? If you are, what areas in particular? So this is, um, this is interesting. I did mention that previously. We have looked into uh, robotics in several different areas. Uh, married with AI and, and working in conjunction with existing platforms. I'm not going to get too far into the weeds as far as that discussion is concerned here now, but that is something we're looking at. We're looking at uh, automation uh, married to that via AI. So there's a couple things we're looking at. Understand that these research and development operations are constant. They're ongoing. Focus right now, I think I've made very clear, is operationally we need to audit, file the S-1, move forward to uplist, uh, bring in the institutional financing so we can expand, and then we're going to expand operations in many different areas, having the foundation already in, in, in the uh, stables of the company, or in the pipeline, I should say. Uh, you also mentioned that you saw many other potential avenues for Hygieia brand. What are some of the other venues? I want to pursue near term and also in the long term. So, you know, I have said this a couple of times. For me, Hygieia is highly scalable. It is a godsend uh, for someone in my position. I view Hygieia, and I know this is going to sound self-serving, but I view Hygieia as a, a, a technology that should exist in almost every aspect of your life. There, there's, from where I'm sitting, there's no reason... Uh, Hygieia shouldn't be in everyone's life, whether that's uh, door handles, light switches, keyboards, paint on the walls. Uh, we're, we're currently looking at low VOC uh, paint, uh, things that are made that would be able to meet uh, platinum lead certifications and standards. 
this goes for even uh, polycarbonates uh, with light switches and, and door handles for uh, different materials, sheets, bedding. Obviously, I've mentioned that we're looking at getting into that area as well. So there, there's not an area in your home, in your vehicle, or even on your device, right, that Hygieia couldn't be a part of. And it's only going to improve your quality of life. So I, I hate to answer this question this way, but where do I see it? I see it everywhere. There's no reason, and, and one of the reasons we are going to be investing heavily in Hygieia and expanding its product line and its operations and manufacturing is because of this. There's no there's no reason not to have dirt work. So uh, I know it might not be the exact question answer you wanted, but I do see it everywhere. Um, we'll be moving forward in, in that capacity as well. Okay, so this person's been uh, an aesthetician, <laughs> right? It's a tough word to say. Since uh, 2004. And in my career, I worked everywhere from retail, I had skincare management, product development, uh, to lasers, and finished my career as a radio frequency skin ablation artist. Question Will Hygieia have a profession only line also? So that's an interesting question, uh, especially for an aesthetician, because we are working on something in partnership with some medical professionals in Hygieia to bring forth a very high quality, high level skincare line that would have some components that would not be over the on you know over the show, over the counter uh, type. So we are working on that. Uh, but that's interesting because I just had a call on this, so it's interesting that this question. Okay. If Hygieia has a professional only strength line, will you try to contract it uh, with the professionals? Uh, chemical peels, commercial such products, whole products. That would be marketed. All right, so. If we had a professional only line, that would be marketed through uh, those medical channels. I'm not going to get into how we would market that or what that would be, but for, for us, there would be no benefit to marketing it to individuals we couldn't sell to. Obviously, there's restrictions on that. Do you expect to be pink this week? Well, I expected to be pink last week. Uh, we had a, a late email come in with comments. So... The expectation was that we'd be able to, uh, within that two-day period, uh, have that yield sign come down and we would be current. Uh, some comments came back. I think I went over that in a previous video. We have addressed those comments. I'm currently waiting on the legal opinion that is amended. So here, here's, and I'll, I want to give an update. I actually had that in my notes. I want to give an update. So where we are with going current, we had... And I went out, I'm not going to rehash what I put in a specific video, but we, we had three comments come back. We addressed those. Those were all a matter of form, essentially. Uh, the materials were in there. It just or the data was in there. Uh, but they wanted it laid out a little differently. So we addressed that. When that happens, you need a new legal opinion to address the dates. So where are we on that? So we contacted uh, OTC. Uh, Eric had sent an email to us. Eric subsequently went on vacation. Uh, so now we're going to be dealing with Morgan over there. I call, spoke to Nancy today, and she confirmed what I suspected uh, we needed. 
which is in the email that we initially received from Eric, it mentioned one year and one quarter. You cannot go current without two years. So I just wanted to confirm with them that we needed 2019-20 to include also Q1 of 21 uh, because we were getting brought up to date. So we got confirmation on that and Ernie is now working on that. Uh, it also has to mention June 7th as the upload date. So when you're referencing a disclosure, it has to be based off of the upload date. So these are all things that you want to make sure you, you verify and check because if you don't, they could push you back to next reporting cycle, which would be the end of the month, right? Can you share your strategy uh, on how I'm going to increase the share price? Okay. I don't focus on increasing price per share. That's not within my control. What I do is I direct the company's operations to build a solvent company that sell that manufactures something and sells it at a profit. Okay, so whatever that is, whatever that widget is, we have to sell and have a certain return on, on our investment, just like you as a shareholder and investor do. The, the focus on share price is, I won't say something I, I'm not aware of or that I, I don't look at, I do, but it, I'm not a trader. So I think some shareholders have to understand that distinction. They are focused on, on share price. The responsibilities I have to this firm or this organization is to make sure that I increase value in the company. And then the share price will reflect that. How I intend to do that, I think I've laid out rather succinctly. Uh, we're building operations across uh, all subsidiaries. And we are entering those retail spaces, whether they are a product or suite of services. And that is happening this year and will continue to happen, uh, I guess, every subsequent year. But next year is going to be very, a very significant focus on revenue. This year, like I said in a previous video, we are focused on putting the infrastructure in place and executing on our objective to uplist the company. So the, the question I think is perhaps phrased a, a little off. So again, it's not that I don't appreciate share price or understand it what it, what it means. But there really is no way, unless you're going to do something you're not supposed to do, to start moving share price around. That's not something I'm interested in, and no one in this company will be a part of. So, uh, but there are corporate strategies we can execute, and we will execute on an as-needed basis. And we are expanding operations to uh, improve value, ameliorate value. When is legal opinion expected to be okay? So we already. When will OTC complete their review of the revised documents? So how it works with that is when the legal opinion goes in, they get an automatic notification and then they're reviewed everything. Now, in our case, uh, I have a pretty good relationship with them. I'm in communication with them quite frequently. So I've already gotten some feedback, uh, but we'll, we'll continue to follow the prop, chase the process and um, move through that. You know, it's a matter of days uh, to get that done. My expectation is that we, once I get the legal opinion in, I'm going to get some feedback, and then I'll be able to update uh, everyone watching. Uh, this one's about the long-term investors. 
exposure to new investors, you are, okay, the most transparent not to see around, but only current share to see all these wonderful videos and podcasts. Uh, only way to grow investors is to, okay, so this is about, they want press releases out. Um, okay, so I understand that everyone would like to see more press. But if there is no press, why would we, we're not going to make it up, right? So we do have things scheduled. We're not going off calendar. I understand that there are those out there that are impatient. My rebuttal to that is I, I, I still don't understand why anyone's impatient. In, in six months, when you look at what we have done in six months, I can't imagine anyone, we've had a few people try, but I can't imagine anyone can seriously evaluate the company and say things are taking too long. It's been six months. We've acquired four additional companies. We've increased revenues of the company. We've got 30 months of filing submitted. We're in the process of getting everything current. We're in the middle of, a, of an audit and we're gonna be filing an S1. That, that's six months. So I think the expectation of that continuing every year over is unrealistic. So. I, I would caution everyone uh, that, that wants more news. People who are asking for more news, in my opinion, are people trading. They wanna be fed every day. That's not, that's not what we're gonna do. That's not a real company. And I hope everyone understands that. Uh, investment strategy aside, building a company takes time, just like an investment portfolio. And if, if it's something where you're gonna be trading in and out, and that would probably require multiple um, uh, companies, investment companies, and you'd have to be able to assess those and go back and forth uh, in, in a way that benefits uh, the interest of your portfolio. But I, I can't uh, comment on investment strategies uh, thereof, so we'll move on to the next uh, question. But news is coming. We have a whole calendar all the way through next year. It's already set. So we'll get a few more things uh, ticked off the... Uh, the list, and then we'll have a few more press releases that have to come out. Okay, uh, I would love more info about the wind turbines. Okay, so this individual is picking up on the comment I made about charging uh, the EVs and etc. And uh, they'd also like information on the FDA backed or battery. Okay, so there is an update coming on Helix for those who want news, <laughs> but I, I've got to finalize a few things before I, I have everything set in stone. So I, I will not put out news unless uh, it's not going to take place uh, and eventually materialize. So Helix is coming. Uh, there are quite a few things that work in tandem with the power station. I don't know if this individual is aware of that, but we have, we have the Helix wind turbine, and then we also have the Helix power station. The Helix power station derives or generates power, not just from wind, but also ambient temperature and in ground. I don't wanna get into an explanation of that, because that, that's something that's gonna require a lot of explanation. It's pretty advanced tech, but that, that power station has the ability to generate electricity from multiple sources. Uh, as well as a, a solar panel on top to uh, power the uh, 
the computer, the internal computer. So that's the Helix power station and wind turbine. I'll give you an update here. Give me a couple of weeks and you'll have a little more news uh, specifics on that. The FDA battery. So we call that the power cell because it's not necessarily just a battery. A battery is something that holds a charge for a specific period of time and uh, depending on how what it's rated for, will power a particular uh, device with a, with, a, with a very specific set of power requirements. The power cell is an intelligent battery, essentially, and it can expel all of its energy at once, or it can trickle it out over a very long time. We're currently testing a few things that will probably surprise some people, and it can also be charged very, very quickly. In some cases, you know, depending on the battery size and the charge, you're talking about a charge that would take less than a minute to, to reach its full capacity. That's not going to be, because this references FDA Bacter device, that's not going to be in the Novi. Uh, a version of it will be, as well as the, a, a version of it will be in the Helix power station. Uh, we can get further down the road on that once we make the announcements. Uh, and a few other things. Nextcast, I think you're aware of that. And then there are some other areas uh, in the defense sector, which is why it was originally designed uh, for, and, and that'll uh, be put out here shortly as well. So let's go over a few things. Ossifix, I think I said is, you know, in pre-launch ramping up. We're currently working with a bone bank that we are assisting, a new bone bank, uh, um, assisting with their, their ISO certifications. Uh, those ISO, the 1345 certification, so that they can have those materials. You have to have redundancy built in. There's some security protocols that need to be followed with double doors and uh, a cage system for holding uh, the bone, uh, as well as backup and redundancy uh, in cooling. It needs to be kept at a certain temperature. So we're working with them to help them meet those standards so that we can then go in uh, and um, use them for awesome while we're also taking a look at building our own bone bank down the road. Down the road. I don't want to have this misinterpreted. It's not something we're going to focus on today, but it is something in the back of my mind that we're going to be working over the next uh, 12 to 24 months. So they're doing a, a pretty good job over at Ossifix getting ramped up. So I spoke with uh, the folks over at H2O. I spoke with Stan. And Steve uh, sent over a correction sheet uh, or a no comments for the term sheets. We are currently working through those. Now, in the world of OTC, this is probably taking too long, but you have to understand these are major companies, huge legal departments. <laughs> I've gone through a lot of these legal documents. So you, you have to understand this is not going to be uh, what, what you may be familiar with, with, you know, go back and forth once or twice and then a contract. These documents have many sections and they cover a vast array of information. So we're working through those and it seems to be going well. Okay, so I, I did go over the, um, the OTC, what the delay is, uh, where we are with the update on uh, going current and the legal opinion. I should have that this evening. And I will upload it once I review it, and provided it has everything that I was told it needed to have. So, uh, 
factor, uh, uh, very quickly, we are going back and forth with the FDA. I am not going to be giving an update weekly on Bacter unless there's something significant. Every phone call, every email, every conversation I have with the teams over there, that's um, th that's not really going to be something of real value uh, as far as an update. It's going to take some time. We'll get through it over the next couple of weeks. I'll give you an update as soon as I have something. Okay, so the Dreaming Company. They have, uh, <laughs> they are, Hygieia Skin's doing unbelievable. So, you know, I just got the phone Blake a little while ago when we were talking about some of the challenges and with inventory and, and keeping up with the demand. So there are 4,000 more uh, units being ordered. So what are those? So the, 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 the uh, Prep Repair and the um, Dark Spot Cream, they're selling very, very quickly. Uh, you're looking at... Um, between now and Thursday, we've got a thousand more units going to each shipping facility because we've had them spread out so we can have the two-day shipping, as I mentioned earlier. Week after that, 1,700, and then the week after that's another 1,700. So there's we're constantly bringing it in. We probably need another 10,000 units, and we are working on getting those uh, blended and packaged. So it's been um, it's been a pretty big explosion on the demand on that you know the, the the interesting thing is you know you go from 100 units a day or less to I think it was 120 the other day and then 132 yesterday uh, so we're you know when you look at an average of you know ten thousand plus dollars a day it doesn't take uh, too long to extrapolate how many units you're you're moving and what the explosion's been. I mean, like I said in my previous video, last month was a 57% month over. So there's some growing pains. So uh, for those that have been asking, I've, I've gotten a couple of emails uh, in reference to that. For those who are asking, you know, this is part of the process. You, know, you can, I won't say be a victim of your success, but it can create some challenges. So in some instances, the challenges are, oh, it's not selling, right? In our case, that's, that's not, the, the challenge. The challenge is making sure we keep up with the demand, which is why we're investing heavily in inventory. We just, I think I, in my previous video, I explained we invested significantly in, in raw materials that we just brought in, and there are now packaging, blending and packaging, all of that. To be done. And, and also, this is all being done while we're developing the new products that are coming out over the next couple of months. So a lot's happening all the way uh, through the first of the year with Hygieia Skin uh, and also the Hygieia line uh, as a whole. So I hope these answered uh, your all these questions to your satisfaction. Uh, a little bit of an update built into that. I apologize for the length of the video uh, and I also apologize for the, the lateness of the video. It's um, 4.40 now. So it's, it, it's just been a heck of a day, been a lot going on as you can imagine with bringing the company current and everything else and moving on to the next step. So I will have an update for you on Friday. There are a few things that I'd like to discuss with everyone. And I think everyone's going to be uh, rather pleased with some of the progress we've made in other areas. And then we're going to get into uh, the end of the month. We'll get into some of the specifics on uh, revenues. I'll give a little revenue guidance. We'll go over the financials and disclosures that we're going to file uh, once they're filed, I should say, right? And um, 
we'll, we'll walk through those numbers and I'll take a, I'll be more than happy to take a bunch of questions. I did get some questions on disclosures that we've submitted and I, um, I understand they're complicated. So let's go through those. Uh, you know, we, we, uh, well, well, we'll talk about that when it, when it comes time. In the meantime, uh, any questions you have, always send them in. I'm more than happy to answer them. And I appreciate everyone's support and just the interest alone. I think Candace said she received a bunch of questions. These were uh, condensed, of course. There was a couple of redundancies, so that's good to know that people are thinking along the same lines. And we will also uh, be moving into that capital market series. I have the curriculum completed. I'm going to be taking some notes. The challenge with that is I, I don't want to do an hour long, you know, seven hour long videos. I'd like to make it where it's not overly complicated, but and specific to what we've been doing, what we're working on. I'm not gonna give some tutorial on investing, so don't expect that. But I think we just need to understand how the capital markets work and how that pertains to our execution working within that market. So hopefully it'll be informative. I, I wanna, I'm gonna work hard at making sure that it, it is a resource uh, and something we could talk about in the future. So again, thank you for your support. I look forward to talking to you on Friday. Thank you.